Hi, I'm Josh Van Berkel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. We're going to do something a little bit different this morning. Uh, I talked last Sunday about growth and you know the attitudes that we need for growth, we need to be open to new experiences, we need to be prepared to get uncomfortable, we've got to be prepared to try new things, and we have to be prepared to make sacrifice. Growth never comes for free. Growth always costs you something. It might cost you time, it might cost you energy, it may even cost you certain relationships. Not everybody in your life is stoked about the idea of you growing, as sad as that might sound. Uh, but this morning, what we wanted to do, we've been talking a lot as a team, and I will, I'll cover this in a lot more detail in two weeks' time. On the last Sunday of January, which is the 31st, uh, we're going to talk about the direction that we're heading in as a church. Uh, we did this last year. We talked about the fact that we really believe that our, our job here at Activate is to equip, nurture, prepare the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. Uh, and so in two weeks' time, on Sunday the 31st, I'm going to unpack what I believe God is talking to us as a church about for 2021. But you can rest assured, it has a lot to do with equipping and training and nurturing the believers for their own works of ministry. One of the conversations that we've been having a lot as a team is, is how do we increase the engagement and the contribution of people in the church, particularly on a Sunday morning. It's fair to say that traditional church, as we've done it over the last 20, 30 years, is not overly conducive to a high level of engagement and contribution on a Sunday morning, because we've only got a certain number of people that can play at a time, and I'm up here speaking with a microphone, and we've got 80-odd people sitting there looking at me, it's not overly conducive to engagement. And so one of the questions that we've been asking a lot is, okay, how do we, if our goal is to grow people? You know, I said last Sunday that I think my main role as the pastor is to create an environment to build a culture where there is as much opportunity for you to grow in your relationship with God as possible. That's my job. It's the proverbial lead a horse to water, like I said, but you can't make it drink. That's up to you, Pat. It's your job to drink. It's your job to drink, Julie. But my job, our job here, is to create an environment and a culture where there is as much opportunity for you to grow as possible. Unfortunately, growth is uncomfortable, and growth is awkward. Are you all right there, Kira? What you guys? Yes. Oh, guitar string. There's a big conversation between the two of them looking at nothing, but I can see now it was a guitar string. Um, and so I just wanted to highlight very quickly three things. What we're going to do this morning is we're going to watch a five-minute video clip. Now, this is a five-minute video clip that I have grabbed from a 45-minute message. The message in its entirety is great. I loved it. Uh, but this five-minute clip, it is just a guy scratching the surface of an idea. And then what we're going to do is we're going to break into little wee groups and we're going to talk about the ideas that he scratched and a couple of questions will come up on the screen. Now, I know a lot of you are like, ugh. Really? People talking, connecting, right? Which is not a great attitude to have in church. The reason that we are doing this is because our objective here is to grow. And there are three things that I think you need to grow, three ingredients for growth. Growth equals these three things. And the first one is P, and that is presence. You have to be here. 
How many people know that if you are here this morning, you've got more opportunity to grow than if you're not here this morning? So presence is important. The second one is uh, engagement. If you're going to be in the room, I heard somebody say once, if you're going to be in the room, he, said, he, was, he had a really ballsy voice. He was an older guy. He said, if you've got to be in the room, then be in the room. And I remember thinking, that's profound. <laughs> if you're going to be in the room, be in the room. How many people know that sometimes you can be somewhere but you're not really there. You're thinking about sports results. You're thinking about what you're going to eat later on. You're thinking about something that happened yesterday. How many husbands know that sometimes you can be with your wife? You're not really there. Like you're thinking about other stuff. They're talking. How many husbands have mastered the art of just remembering the last sentence that was said? And when she says, are you listening to me? You just repeat, of course I am. You just said blah, 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 blah. But if she says, what did I say before that? Oh, no. Right? If you're going to be here, then be present, right? Like be engaged. And then the last thing is what we're going to look at this morning, and that is contribution. Okay, so presence, engagement, and then contribution. It's not enough to just engage in what other people are doing. It's not enough to just jump on the coattails of somebody else. Now listen, every now and again, I think that's okay. I think sometimes you come to church and you're like, you know what, my week was naff. And I just need to jump on the coattails of somebody else and let them pull me into the presence of God. I don't have it inside of me this morning to do it myself. That's why we're here. That's the beautiful thing about community. But if week after week after week you're turning up and you're not bringing anything, you're just looking to take off somebody else, that's not healthy. All right, so the goal is on a Sunday morning, the goal is that you go, A, I want to go to church. I want to be present. When I get to church, I want to engage. I want to actually be in the room, not thinking about other stuff, not, you know, grumpy about other things. I want to be in the room. And then the third thing, I want to contribute. I want to bring something. I want someone to go home and be like, man, I'm so glad Kira was at church because I had this great conversation with her about guitar strings on the floor. Um, you know, or, or like, man, it was so great to sit next door to Jackie and just hear Jackie worship because she brought something. The other day, Jackie, I was down here and I heard you singing and it was beautiful. I loved it. And I thought, I've never heard Jackie singing before, but it was great. Like, I love the idea that someone comes to church and goes home and you've impacted them, right? And you can't do that unless you come with an attitude of, I'm going to contribute something. And maybe it's just, you know, whatever it is, everyone's got their own different gift. So uh, what we're doing this morning is we'll watch this video in just a sec. We'll break into groups. And if you're sitting here thinking, well, this is just a once-off because it's January, bad news. We'll do it periodically. I'm not going to do it every Sunday. Don't freak out. But we will do it more than we have done it in the past. And the reason we are doing it is because I don't think the best way for you to learn and grow is for every Sunday, week after week after week, month after month, year after year, hear one person's perspective on a particular passage of Scripture. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes I'll get up, I've got to do vision stuff, I've got to talk about where we're going, I feel like God's given us a word. Other people will come and guest speakers, you know. So it's, we're not going to do all this, but periodically we will break into groups because I think that actually there's a lot to learn from the people that are in this room. A lot of experienced people in this room, a lot of people that have got different ways of thinking, they think outside the box. And I think the best thing for all of us to grow is to A, hear more perspectives on different things, and B, also, you know, have a, have a slight little bit of peer pressure 
that actually I need to contribute something here. When I used to go to church, this last thing I'll say, then we'll watch the video. In my last church, where I wasn't the pastor, I would get asked to speak periodically, maybe once every two or three months. They might say, hey, Josh, can you preach? And I'd say, yep. Do you know what I noticed is that whenever I got asked to preach, whenever I got asked to share, whether it was a communion message or an offering message or a Sunday morning message, man, I read my Bible so much that week. I was like praying, man. I was like, man, I've got to, you know, I've got to push into God because I have a responsibility here. And so what I recognize is that, you know, if you come to church and you're like, man, this is a place, this is a, uh, a church where I'm expected to bring something, I'm expected to contribute, I think that actually is a motivating factor to push into God. It's not the only motivating factor, right? But it's, it's helpful. And our goal here is for you to grow, not to just come along, sing some nice songs, have somebody make you laugh, go home, eat lunch, carry on with your life, nothing changes. Sweet. I'll talk about that a lot more in a couple of weeks' time. But let me just very quickly introduce this video. This is a man called Shane Willard. Has anybody heard of Shane Willard? Watch the video. Shane Willard's coming here uh, in July. We're going to host him on the 27th of July. Shane is a great guy. This is five minutes long, and then we will discuss it. You ready to go, Caitlin? All right, watch this video clip to talk to you about the thing that I think you, one of the things that unites us all. And that is this, there's all kinds of different people and personalities and passions and, and energies. There's all kinds of that representative. But here's the one thing, one of the things that unites us all. And that is this, no matter what you are, we all want to be seen as a person of influence, reasonably successful. We want our lives to get better. This is something that unites, and that's true if you're here today and you're an extrovert. So no matter where you go, you're the life of the party. You're an extrovert. That would be true about you. It, it, or if you're an introvert. And, and, and you're so introverted, in fact, that this is the first time you've left your home since Netflix was introduced to New Zealand. Right? <laughs> right? Introvert, extrovert, amnivert, pervert, whatever you are. Right? Right? We all want to be seen as someone whose life is getting better. And here's the thing. It's a multi-billion dollar industry writing books about here's the eight things, right? It's, it's this kind of thing. And this is why they sell so many books. It's because it unites us. But the truth of it is, is that being a person of influence and success is really a function of making really good decisions over a long period of time. That's what it is. It's, it's if you make really good decisions over a long period of time, your life will, as a function, get better, get more quality, live in wisdom. And, and there's a couple things that sabotage that. And, and the thing is, it's not a secret. It's the first lie ever recorded. It's in the Genesis story. And it, it, what happens is, is this, this serpent tells Eve that the best life is found in navigating good and evil well. So the lie is, is that if you just get right and wrong correct, your life will be good. That is a lie. That is a lie. Here's why. You could do a thousand good things in a week, and if you make one failure, you'll go to bed obsessing about the one place you missed it. So, and, and the other reason it's a lie is there's a lot of things that aren't wrong that will destroy your life. It's true. Like, if you eat bacon at every meal, is that wrong? Not really. Is it wise? No. Can you eat bacon at every meal and still go to heaven? Yes quickly, right? <laughs> right? Is it, 
Is it wrong to buy a $60,000 car on a $50,000 income? No, but you're going to be broke. You're going to be broke. And you're going to sit back and blame Satan. Satan, I'm, Satan's attacking my finances. No, no, he did not. You just did something so stupid, he could take the day off with you. No, he did not. No, you bought something you can't afford with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. You're going to be broke, right? Not wrong, just not wise. And so the serpent says, hey, if you get right and wrong right, your life will be better. That is not true. That's not true. The serpent asked right or wrong. God asked something more profound. What is wise? What is wise? Not right or wrong. What is wise? What is wise gives us less wiggle room on things. Because there's a lot of things we can rationalize as not wrong, but eventually they will destroy our lives. Eventually they will. The, the, the second lie of the serpent was, there's something outside of you that you don't currently have that if you just had it, you'd feel better. You'd be more whole. You'd be more at peace. You'd be more like God. There's something you don't currently have that if you just had it, that's the answer to the lack you feel inside. There's something, philosophically it's called the lie of the sacred object. The idea that if I just get that, I'll feel better. No, you won't. Even if it's a good thing. Like if I, if I just lost this weight, I'd feel better. No, you won't. And if you need to lose weight, please lose weight. But, but losing weight is just, if, if you're not enough, it's a good thing, but if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. You'll just be a 15 kilo lighter version of your discontented self. It does not, it doesn't work, right? It just doesn't work, right? right? Oh, oh, or, or it could be a person. Oh, Shane, if I could just get married, I'd feel better. If I could just get married, I just want to meet someone. I just want to meet someone. I just want to be married, Shane. I just want to be married. If I could be married, I'd feel more whole. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because there's no such thing as a happy marriage that was forged between two miserable single people. Doesn't work. You'll never hear that. You'll never hear this testimony. God, we hated our lives, but then we got married. It fixed it all. No! Marriage doesn't solve problems. Marriage magnifies them, right? <laughs> or a raise. If I could just make more money, I'd feel better. No, you won't. No, you won't. And, I, and listen, I hope you make more money. I do. I do. So that you can be more generous. I do. I want you to make as much money as, as you possibly can. That is a good thing. But if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. Never. Never, ever, ever, right? You just become a richer version of the discontent. Right? And so, so the serpent says, get right and wrong correct, and it'll change your life. No, it won't. No, it won't. Because the better question is not what is right and what is wrong. The better question is what is wise. If you only consider, is this right or wrong, you will destroy your life. And the other temptation is, hey, spend your whole life chasing the one thing you don't have to make you feel better. And then what you find is you'll get to 85 years old and realize your whole life was just simply chasing that next one thing. He's good, eh? Shane's good. I'm looking forward to having him come uh, in July. So Shane uh, is, one of the things that Shane says is that a good message, and so one of the things you learn about Shane is that he has done a huge amount of study, rabbinical study. He's got rabbis that he studies under. So if you could work that PowerPoint up, Caitlin, that'd be great. Uh, you know, there's not a lot that Shane doesn't know when it comes to Jewish tradition and history and culture and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that he says, is, which you've heard me say, is that a good message should be wrestled with. 
Like a good message should challenge you. It's very easy to fall into an echo chamber at church, right? Where the only stuff you're hearing is stuff that you already agree with that just reinforces what you already think. Uh, but the Bible says that like, you know, iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. If you've ever seen anyone sharpening stuff on iron, and there are sparks flying, there's friction, you know. And so oftentimes the best uh, growth method is to get around someone that thinks very differently from you. That thing's opposite to you. That, what are you? You're up there? It's raining. Wow. <laughs> Tim's happy about it. <laughs> right? So I don't like the rain, so I've got to get around Tim because he loves it and he can help change my opinion. Um, <laughs> where is he going? Right? And so. I'm not overly interested about whether you 100% agree with everything that is said from the front. It's meant to challenge you, all right? So what I want to do now is just break into groups. There's two lies. Um, If you can click on that, that'd be great for me, Caitlin. There's two lies uh, that Shane highlighted. The first one is that the best life is found in navigating good and evil well. Shane says that's not true. You don't have to agree with that. Get into your groups and have a conversation about whether you think that's an accurate statement. One of the things he says is that if all you do is focus on what is right and wrong, it'll destroy your life. The bigger question is what is wise? I remember when I watched this message, I thought, "Mm, is watching Netflix wrong? No. Is it wrong to watch Netflix every night? Can't see anything in the Bible that says you can't do that. Is it wise? Is, like you said, a narrower question. There's less wiggle room if you start asking the question, is this wise rather than is this right? And then the second lie is that there's something outside of you that you don't currently have, but if you did, you would feel better. All right, so let's break into groups and we're going to answer this question, which is if you evaluated your life through the is this wise question rather than the is this right or wrong question, what would you change? All right, so I've just shared mine, but Netflix stuff. Let's just turn around. Let's find, let's go for like groups of four or five. All right, and again, I appreciate it is outside your comfort zone. If you are a guest here with us this morning, you are not in any way obligated to participate. If you're a guest this morning, you can just say, hey, you know, I'm happy to listen, but I don't feel comfortable sharing. You can even say, hey, you guys do it. I'm just going to go have a coffee. That is fine. This is not compulsory. It's not compulsory, but we're just going to take five minutes. Just throw this around. If you evaluated your life through, is this wise, what would you change? All right. Feel free to continue talking at the end of church. We're going to move on to the next question. There's only two, so it's just this one and then one more. Uh, Line number two. You need to click back on that slide for me, Caitlin. Thanks, man. Uh, Line number two is that there's something outside of you that you don't currently have, but if you did, you'd feel better. Question, what is the truth? If that is a lie, if the lie is that there's something outside of you that you don't currently have, but if you did, you'd feel better, well, then what is the truth? How would you you say the truth? And then another one, sort of two-part, how do you feel better? or whole, fulfilled, at peace, content, as Shane said. It's not just about your happiness, but it's about feeling, you know, one, whole, content, you know, in right relationship with God. Where does that come from? So have a chat about that. If it doesn't come from an external source, 
then where does it come from and how do you personally navigate that? Go for it. All right, all right, all right. Hey, Jared. Awesome, guys. Fantastic. Hey, thank you for participating uh, this morning. Just a little bit of feedback. I won't bother going around the room because we've already got, uh, you know, half past 11. But uh, general feedback from some of the groups that we were popping into is that pretty much no one had an issue with that first statement, that if you try and build your life just purely on the black and white, what's right and wrong, without asking the higher question, what is wise, Uh, that that is a recipe for an unhealthy and unhappy life. Uh, So no issues with that first one. The second statement, uh, that if there's something outside of you that you don't have, but if you did have, you'd feel better. Uh, A lot of people saying they feel that that is not universally applicable. So it is applicable a lot of the time, but then there are some things like health, mental health, physical health, that if you were able to attain that, you would feel better. So it's some interesting feedback there. I put that statement up on the screen not knowing if I 100% agreed with it. But again, like I said at the start, a good message is meant to be wrestled with. And so you will hear things said at times, see things up on the screen at times that are there to provoke conversation and provoke debate. And at the end of it, you might settle on a position that's not quite in line with what's up there. And that's totally okay. Because the goal is that it gets you thinking, gets you talking to God, gets you evaluating your philosophy, your theology, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, let's stand to our feet this morning. We're going to sing uh, one more song. Uh, and if you're here this morning and you would like prayer for anything at all, I've spoken to a few people who have said they'd like prayer uh, this morning. And just uh, during the song, just come up the front. We're going to have a couple of people up the front to pray with you, pray for you. So again, if you would like prayer for anything, then come up the front this morning. Uh, if anything that we've done or said this morning has uh, raised questions for you, then I'd love to chat with you afterwards. If you're here this morning and you are not in a relationship with Jesus, a lot of what we talked about this morning is foreign to you, then please do come and say hello. I'd love to have uh, a conversation with you. Otherwise, let's sing this song and then enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Come up for prayer if you need it.